Welcome to Spiritist Conversations, a show where we sit down with friends to talk about the world through a spiritist lens in an informal, unscripted, and unplugged way. I'm your host, Dan Assisi. This time we travel to London and get a chance to revisit a bit of spiritist history by talking to Janet Duncan, the first translator into English of Alain Kardec's The Gospel According to Spiritism. Did you know the medium Francis Xavier, or Chico Xavier, had something to do with it? Janet also played a major role in promoting spiritism in the UK, where he continues to flourish to this day. Like many of our spiritist conversations, this is an impromptu one. As I was preparing for a talk at the Spiritist Society of London, our good friend and tireless spiritist worker, Elsa Rossi, says to me, Janet Duncan is coming. You should interview her for Spiritist Conversations. And the rest, as you will hear, is history. We wish we had more time with Janet, but for now, maybe this will serve to introduce you to Janet and, who knows, maybe entice you to pick up a copy of The Gospel According to Spiritism to learn more about some passages from the New Testament explained from a more spiritual perspective. So, pull up a chair and make yourself comfortable. The conversation is about to start. So, welcome to Spiritist Conversations, a informal podcast where we sit down with friends to talk about spiritism and life in an unscripted and unplugged way. Today, we are very excited to be here in London at the British Union of Spiritist Society slash Spirit Society of London meeting place uh, near Bethnal Green, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's really a pleasure to see lots of folks. And on top of that, we have the pleasure of having here um, a great friend of spiritism in general, Miss Janet Duncan. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Um, it is really great. And we also have our friend Johnny here. Um, and so I'm going to start with Johnny really quick to ask you to say a couple of words. How, how did you end up here today, Johnny? Uh, I'm actually been with the group since the inception. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and when was that? That was 2010. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is my regular meeting place. I'm here every Thursday as much as I can. Not every Thursday, but as much as I can. Wonderful. And how about you, young lady? I don't think you've been here enough, have you? This is probably your first time, isn't it? <laughs> you really think so? <laughs> well, um, I don't always come to this particular meeting, but I come here to the British Union every Wednesday as we have a study group in the morning. That's wonderful. Um, and Janet, tell me a little bit about... Um, how you first got um, connected to, to Spiritism? Well, uh, I was in Brazil because I lived in Brazil for 30 years. And um, 
I would perhaps mention also that I've been a natural medium since I was four years of age, but it uh, it was there, and I thought it was just something normal, natural, everybody mm-hmm. had. Nobody talked about no. it, but it was a very private, personal thing, and that was it. But the time came when I started to take more notice of things. Which is hard to hard not to when you are a natural medium, right? Yes, yes. <clears throat> and um, eventually... I had the impression that I needed to search for something and that it was very important. And I was always thinking, well, you know, what what am I looking for? But the spiritual commands were very um, insistent that it was very important. And um, eventually they said to me, because I'd pestered them so much about... (laughs) <laughs> you know, well, what am I looking for? How can you look to find something if you haven't got a clue what it is you're looking for? So then they're very reluctantly, with a great big sigh. <laughs> so I came out one day and said, well, when you find it, you'll know you've found it. Well, I wasn't very happy with that information. <laughs> I gave him a very sarcastic reply, <laughs> mentally, of uh-huh. course. But... Um, my wanderings around took me to the Spiritist Federation in Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. And um, I eventually, I, I knew something about Kardec. And I decided in the end that I would buy the Spirits book. For the one reason that when I looked at question number one, it had... An unexpected question there for me. Yes. Uh-huh. What is God? Yes, because mm-hmm. everybody always talks about who is God, who is God, who is God. And I, I felt that there's something not right there. That question mm-hmm. isn't right. And then when I saw the what is God, I said, ah, uh-huh. here's something different. And by the time I got to the middle of the third chapter... I knew that I had found what I was looking for. (laughs) And do you think that at that time, the mentors and guide then turned around and made a witty remark from the other side, as in, aha, we told you you were going to find it? They didn't seem to. (laughs) I didn't notice it. (laughs) Maybe they did. They probably did. But I didn't notice it. I was so thrilled that Mm -hmm. I finally, you know, there, yeah, this is it. I knew it was going to be the most important thing. Mm-hmm. In this life, and uh, and always starts with generally what it does. With all of us, at least most of us, with the spirits book, which is an incredible book. We can go on for hours, um, but I think you took it a step further, and you said, "I'm going to help folks get uh, to know spiritism a little bit." Well, no, I didn't actually, because I was so involved in it myself, mm-hmm. and there was so much. Uh, to to read one thing and another. I was so engrossed in that. But quite soon after this, I had the... Uh, well, I'll say, I had the impulse. It was a bit more than that. Uh, it was just after the Pingo Fogo program. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the so, Pingo Fogo program, for some folks who might not be familiar with it or listening, 
was a series of televised debates in Brazil that were really a milestone uh, in Brazilian spiritist history, I would say. Uh, oh, absolutely. Because also it put Chico Xavier on the map. Yeah. Um, and he got grilled by all sorts of folks. Yeah, it was yes, fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that whole episode... Uh, took me to Ubiraba to, to see him. and to mm-hmm. get to know him. And um, I was very impressed and I started to go and visit him every month. From Sao Paulo to Ubiraba yes, every month. Yes, yes. I mean, it's a long journey. Yeah, it's a quite a trek. It's a long yeah. journey, mm-hmm. everything. And then, to my amazement, uh, the third time I visited him, and that meant only three months... Uh, he, th- we were queuing up to get to talk to him, you know, mm-hmm. and he saw me coming and he immediately called out to me and said, Janet, you've got to translate the gospel. I said, what? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. You know, I did, well, it took me several years before I really decided, well, I think I should do it. It's not exactly something that you just take willy-nilly. You, just, you know, it takes a little bit of time to, to grasp that idea because it's not an easy undertaking. Well, I mean, especially the gospel to the responsibility of translating the gospel, you know, I mean, I thought, well, you know, first of all, sort of, well, why me? <laughs> But of course, I mean, I suppose the it was rather obvious to other people, perhaps because I was the only English spiritist in Brazil. Mm-hmm. They were probably saying, "Why not you?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it still it took mm-hmm. me seven years to complete it. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that it was a um, fantastic experience to see the final product. Tell me about when you first saw the final book in your hands. That must have been pretty special. Yes, it certainly was, and that was already when I'd come back here to London. Mm -hmm. I came back to London in 1981, and uh, I can't remember the date now when I published it eventually, but it was was very special, yes. Fantastic. Did you know that, Johnny? Yep. Did you know that story? I've known, yeah, I've known Janet for for a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what do you think? Have you... you, um, um, have you uh, had a pleasure of actually holding the book and reading the book? Yeah, that's the book oh, we use every so. week to study. We <laughs> use her translation to study, to study every over week. here, huh? Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And we have a couple of folks coming in here, and that's uh, that just shows how professional this podcast is in our London studios, which is the the, the room here at, at Bus. Um, but we wanted to register this fantastic opportunity and our thanks to you, Janet. Not at all. For this. Thank you for coming. And now we're looking forward to your very important talk for us oh, today. Not as excited as I was to find out that I was actually going to meet you. Oh. I've read a translation. It was great. And I think a lot of folks who, um, who are unable to read in Portuguese, especially earlier on, will be thankful. And so... Um, thank you so much for talking to us. And is, is there anything else that you look forward to uh, these days? I'm, I am sure that you have continued to, to study and read uh, Spiritist material in general. Um, and is there any advice that you, you leave uh, for us or for anybody else who's listening 
about uh, about spiritism. Put into practice what you read and what you study, because it's not enough for us to just read it, probably agree with it, like it. If we want to make spiritual progress, we have to work to put it into practice. That's the key. That is a great, great message for all of us. Um, and Johnny, how about you? Any words of wisdom for us that you should, uh, you can leave us here with before we, um, that we take off? Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the activities that we have here and um, how often you come every week? Yeah, we, right now we're only meeting once a week and uh and we do the studying and it's mo more like a collective instead of just like sitting down and mm -hmm. having to pay attention so we we discuss and we share very experiences interactive it's really good i think it's very interactive and very dynamic mm -hmm. and uh and it's just i think that the, the idea is to learn as much as we can about ourselves so we can put everything into practice on our daily basis just like janet said yes um, and if folks want to know more about the Spirit Society of London, where should they go? Do uh, you guys have... There is, yes, oh. there is a website. I'm not really... Um, also, what, what's the website? You can go to bus, and uh, on, on the bus website, you, you'll find links. And, uh, yeah. and that's www.bus.org.uk. Yeah, and for those of you like me, who like really bad jokes, mm. uh, just get on a bus, people. There you go. You know? get to know more about this um, and you can find links to Spirit Society of London and I believe you guys are also on Facebook I think there's also yes. a page there so it's um, you know one great way of getting a hold of you yes. um, so thank you Johnny thanks for pleasure. for the time thank you so much Janet it's really a pleasure um, and that's it and that wraps up our Spiritist conversation and we hope that you continue to listen to us thanks very much have it. In this episode, we got to meet Jenna Duncan and hear about the history behind the first translation of the Gospel according to Spiritism. We also got to hear a bit about the Spiritist Society of London and the British Union of Spiritist Societies, or BUS. Find them on the web at spiritist-society-london.org and busbuss.gov.uk or find them on Facebook. We end this episode with Janet's advice to all of us. Let's put into practice what we read. Did you enjoy this Spiritist conversation? If you did, tell someone about our podcast. We have found that most people have learned about our show through word of mouth. If you can, please also consider rating us on iTunes so others can find our program too. The more ratings we get, the easier it is for people to find us. Thank you for listening. So long. Join the conversation by visiting our Facebook page or our website at spiritistconversations.org. No one was paid to take part in this broadcast. The opening song you heard on the show was Take 5, played by the David Brubeck Quartet. 